And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Oh my God, yes, it is the weighing in podcast, and we are going to talk about the very first UFC of the year, which happened. There were a couple fights that I was very interested in. There was some that I was not. But, you know, overall, hey, it is the start of the year. That's good. We're back to, I guess it's almost like being in season. It's a cold season right now, but we're in season. What's up, my man? What's up, buddy, man? The new so, Jeep hey, is rocking. I got a question. Yeah, what How's is that Jeep? That Jeep is rocking, what, kind, what, what engine does it have in it? <laughs> You guys, we were talking about the new Jeep and podcast days. Like, no, 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 we're not doing this no, right now. No, we're not doing no, this. No, get on this. This show will never make it to TV. This show will never make it to YouTube if you guys don't start. Let's go. Um, I love the new Jeep, man. It's the new Jeep uh, Grand Wagoneer, whatever it is. And uh, it's Ooh, awesome. Fancy. It's awesome. Fancy. It's awesome. I was, I was like a little kind of uh, the body style, but, you know, it was a nice. It's nice. Rode smooth when I drove it all the way down um, from Idaho. Um, and as now I'm starting to, I'm really starting to enjoy it. It just feels like it handles better. It feels like, um, it's got a little bit more pep in it. Even though they have very, I think they almost have the same engine, uh, the Denali and the Jeep. So you have um, no idea. I have no idea. I think it's a, it's a 5.7 liter. What kind of man are you? I know. Man I up, Josh Thompson. I'm, I'm like, man up. Man. You're supposed to know these things. No, I'm a We're talking That's leaders. We're talking size. We're talking horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So goddamn metro. Yeah, I'm just like whatever. I'm like whatever, man. Does it start in the morning when I gotta go? That's all I, I care the, about. I push the button, it, it goes vroom, yeah. and that's all I know. That's exactly what it is. And when it doesn't go vroom, I'm like, okay, call the fucking oh, people shit, to come pick it up. <laughs> Get the flatbed out here, just tore this shit away, tow it away, it. man. Get it out of my face. Um. It's been fun, man. I like it. I like it a lot. It's clean. It's nice. It's uh, you know, but it is brand new. It's only a week old. So, but uh, over my Denali, over my Denali, I think I like it more. It seems really? like it handles better. Yeah, it's a little oh, bit lower. It's a little bit lower to the ground, I believe. It has a wider wheelbase, and uh, the Jeep people man. will be calling you for. Hey, call me up. Commercials. Call me up. <laughs> Gosh, I'll take it. I mean, I've had I've had six Jeep. Grand uh, Cherokees, and then this is my first Wagoneer because they just came back out with it. But yeah. I like it, man. I like it a lot. It's right. got two sunroofs. Got a sunroof in the in the third is row. It, is it enough to handle the 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 uh, incoming Noah's Ark rains that are coming to California? It's biblical yeah. here. The rains biblical. Here are biblical here. It's, Ooh, biblical. Like you guys don't even know. Here, I just want you. You don't even know what John. fucking rain is. Oh, geez, stop it, please. <laughs> Jeez, you guys please. have no idea, John. What yeah, would well, you know when about it California? You haven't been in here forever, hour, John. Then you know what, what rain is. What would you know about California? You haven't been here, man. Yeah, like, hey, look at Dave put up. Things a bunch change. Of nice, oh, that I is know, a there nice. It is. Looking, that's a nice. There it is. Vehicle. That's the new version, though. That's lo- not new version, but they're making a new version where it's longer. That's like the suburban one. I don't have that one. I don't. I don't want that one. I had the shorter one, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's nice, man. I like it. Mine's white as well. Actually, it looks nice. It is. It, the body style is not as like. I don't know. It's sporty. As, it looks just like a damn yeah. freaking Denali. It does pretty much. Yeah. It certainly <laughs> looks like my white Denali and my other white Denali. So, oh man. Here, I'm going to get been a different fun. car that it's looks nice. exactly the same. Well, what I like, there's a couple of things. It's got a TV in the dashboard for the passenger. So they can watch TV in the dashboard of the pa- with the passenger. 
And really? I've got TVs in the headrest so they can watch TV back there too. So the fam's just loving it, man. They're like, yeah, because you can't. Your wife privacy. doesn't have to talk to you. I understand. There's a, there's a privacy screen on the right. Yeah, no one wants to talk to me. A privacy. So to, hold on. What do you mean? There's a privacy <laughs> there's screen. There's a so like on the that the dashboard it has the TV, but from yeah. the driver's side you can't see it because that's the only way they do it. So there's like a privacy screen, like it's like a tint to it that you can only see when you're looking directly <laughs> at it. So so they have it so they can say, well, you can't see it, so it can yeah. be on. So, so it can be on. I know, God. and then there's a sunroof. I like the last There's a sunroof in the in the third row, so it's got one big sunroof that goes all the way to the back of the bucket seats in the from Love the it. front seat to the back seat. But then the third row, they have their own sunroof. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice. It's growing on me, man. It's growing on me. Okay. Anyways, I'll stop talking about my fucking first world country problems. <laughs> <laughs> my, fucking, my fucking white privilege ass oh there it is oh lord all right uh let's get into the car john i mean i know there's a lot to talk about there's a lot of news to talk about i mean we yes, all thought there about is. The, the francis stuff last night uh umar sounds like he's got another fight lined up but you know what let's first get into the card and we'll talk about it and uh break these things down sean well, strickland john go ahead say it i thought he looked good for someone he who looked really good especially for three looked, rounds yeah yeah, I had good. I had him winning at 49, 40, 46. I thought he won four of the rounds. Mm. I had it just like two of the judges had it, and I thought overall, you know, look at it's about effectiveness. Sometimes some of the stuff he does, you're looking, you're going, it doesn't look real good, but he's landing and it's having an effect, and that's all that matters. And, and his ability to crush space. Make someone fight in the range that he's comfortable with. Makes him a good fighter, man. Makes him tough to deal with. You've got to put shots on him that are going to hurt him or put him in a position where he can't control that range. And if he can control the range, he's going to do well. There's two ways of looking at this fight for me. Is when I And not on just the Strickland part, but when I look at Sean, I thought he fought well. He, they were able to get the fight at 205 instead of at 185 or whatever it was. He he was not he did, comfortable carrying that weight. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he wasn't comfortable carrying the weight, especially in the fourth and fifth round. Yeah. But he's not the prettiest of fighters. And I mean, I'm not talking about his, Never has actual, I'm not talking about his actual looks. He's not pretty there either. But no. he's a hell of a fighter, though. He's right. a hell of a fighter. And what I liked is when he mixed it up with the takedown. That yeah. really made Imavoth think about... Oh, I have to actually think about this. He, this guy's not just going to stand directly in front of me, which he did for 99% of the fight. But you mix that up in a little bit, and it really gives you that split hesitation sure And does. as a fighter. And the other side, John, is when I was talking about the, the two sides. Imavov, though, super confident coming in, but these are the fights that you you should not succumb to. Like You shouldn't succumb to the pressure of the UFC. I've been on this side from not just UFC. Bellator, Strike Force, you get the pressure that you have to still fight because you're on the main, you're the main event or you're the co-main event, and your opponent falls off. You don't have to fight. You don't, and that's the thing. Like now, he got forced to fight someone who is tough, who can take damage, who can deliver big shots, and should have been fighting him in his weight class. And now he has a loss to him. It's gonna affect him a little bit. Like that's the thing. Like not only will it affect him mentally that he lost to this guy, but it will affect him. On the rankings, it'll affect him on his way up. And he fought someone who came in 10 pounds over him. You know, I know the weight, was, weight class was 205. They agreed yeah. upon that. And he, yeah. once he took the fight, now all the responsibility is, is off of him. Like he, that's your fight. You're supposed to fight this guy. 
no matter what happens, the, you take the responsibility for the win or the loss. And I don't like when guys do this. I don't like it because he came in 194 and um, Strickland came in one, uh, 204. 10 pounds is a lot, of, a lot of weight. A lot of weight when you're dealing with someone. It is a lot of weight, but in, in reality, let's be honest, it's a lot of weight for Strickland to carry because he's never been fighting mm-hmm. at that kind of weight before because you know he obviously had to drop down to get to that 204 he had to cut a little bit how much he put back on i don't know but you know you figure he's fighting at a weight class that was 20 pounds over what he's used to and you could see the difference Mm -hmm. you can sean normally does not get tired Mm. he's got a good gas tank and he was but that's he wasn't you know when we talk there's a reason for training camps and it is to peak it is to you know reach that point where you're at your absolute peak performance abilities as far as cardiovascular as far as muscular strength everything that we're talking about that happens in fighting and it wasn't there for him but mentally that was the difference he was able to enforce his will on Emanoff and Nazardine the the one thing that I think he'll learn from this fight though is he's going to learn hey I've got to figure out when someone does start to try to enforce where this fight's going to be at, starts to enforce the range, distance, and how it's going to be fought. I have to figure out how I change that up because he didn't have the answer. And that that's a big part of fighting, and, and it's something that, you know, his coach wasn't able to get through to him. You know, during the fight, he wasn't able to switch it up, and that made it a tough fight for him. But, yeah, he lost. It's not, you know, it's not something you ever want to do. But in the end, I don't think that at this point it's going to hurt him. I think he's going to be close into the same rate. I don't think it's going to hurt him. I really don't. He's a good fighter. He wasn't able to implement the game plan that they had come up with against that opponent. Uh, Sean's a lot different than me. And this is what I said. Sean's a lot better in the grappling area than people give him credit for. Yeah. So I, I'm going to disagree with you respectfully disagree. Go ahead. With you. It's going to hurt right. him. It's not going to hurt him. I don't think so much in the rankings because of the, the switch of the weight classes, all that, which it shouldn't, yeah. but it will, it will hurt him mentally. And it does kill a little bit of that hype train because everyone's talking about how I agree. He was. So I agree with you mentally. Things. It can, it all depends mm-hmm. on how, uh, you know, where he is as far as maturity and understanding, Hey, this is, this is part of the world that I live in. And this is what, what I either, I either rise from it and grow or I let it fucking sink me. But the hype train also loses a little bit too, because people were following him. People thinking, Oh man, he's looking so good. This he's on track to like start making a run. And then something like this happens. And all people were going to remember is Sean. The, some people won't even remember this fight was at, 205 no, then no one will remember the yeah, majority of the fans they don't, they don't even care they don't even know but the next thing you know like oh strickland's in there he's ranked at imovoff he's ranked ahead of imovoff he's better than him and that train's already now it's people have already said or people are already seeing that strickland is the better fighter that it's not i wouldn't i don't know if that's the case i think if they're both at 185 it might be a different fight it might yeah. be could be you know Never Anyways, know. but either way, though, I thought I thought it was a good fight by both fighters. They fought their asses off. I agree. Imovov couldn't make the changes. He was struggling to make the adjustments as the fight yeah. went on. Sean Strickland, very focused, laser focused in on getting that win, making sure that last time didn't happen again, really pushing on the action, trying to let the hands fly and, and mixing it up. And just great game plan by him and getting the job done. 
Nice work. Yeah. And I thought he did a overall. He listened to his coaches this time when they were telling him to do something. He was trying to implement it. You know, it doesn't mean it always worked for him, but he was yeah. trying to implement that, and that's good. That's showing that you know what, he's not being that one that guy that I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to just be stubborn about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me hear it. Okay, I'll try. And he did. Is, yeah. is uh, Eric his his coach? Eric Nixick is one of his coaches. Yeah, yeah. one of his coaches. Yeah, yeah. Eric Nixick is an outstanding coach. He does a great job of getting people focused. He gives good information in between, and it's one of those things. He's honest with his guys. And that's one of the things I think, you know, you hear it all the time. But, man, you very rarely hear some coaches that tell their guys the truth because they don't want to upset them and all those things. And you got to hear the truth. Yeah, if you're in my corner and you're not telling me the truth, you won't be in my corner much longer. There you go. <laughs> that's. But you hear it all the time. Yeah, it's so sad. They be, you know, the problem is a lot of coaches become fans mm-hmm. during the fight. They, you know, they, you're doing great. No, you're not. You know, you, you need to change this up. I need you to step here. I need you to, I want you to take the, put your, get your foot to the outside, whatever it's going to be that's going to help you change the direction of what's happening. That's yeah. the, that's what's got to happen. Yep. Next. Well, yeah, Dan, 50K, EK. I hope you got 50K for that because that was a hell of a fucking left hook. That was a beautiful shot. Now, you know, and this is one of those fights you look at and, you know, there was all kinds of things coming into it, you could say, and, you know, you had picked uh, Ige to win this fight. You had said, I think Dan Ige is going to win it. And, and Jackson had coming off of a very big win against Pat Sabatini. I mean, that was a huge win. But right away, Ige took control of this fight. You could see, again, controlling where the fight was going to be, controlling the engagements, controlling the distance. And I, I'll give Jackson credit. Although he's awkward looking at times, he's effective with it because it's yeah. difficult. It is a difficult style to deal with. He's in and out. He's got he's got a lot of head movement. It's herky jerky, mm-hmm. kind of Keith Jardine like, but not easy to deal with. And I thought Dan Ige dealt with it very well. He was he actually landed some really nice shots. Yeah, Jackson, the herky jerkiness. That's true. He also spent a lot of energy being herky jerky on putting his back against the fence. Yeah. That either you're either good at fighting that way or you're not. Keith Jardine could do it and land big shots and get you out of there, or he could, you know, point out point you and then and land and then try to get you taken down, whatever it was. But he had that herky jerky style, Keith Jardine in that was effective for him. With Jackson, Dan was pushing so much pressure on him and moving his head offline and countering and landing and touching him. That never had to be really be hard. He was just touching him enough to make him, hey, I'm here, buddy. I'm oh, still yeah. here. And that that constant pressure. Well, and every now really and then he, he touched him with a good one. Oh, you could yeah. see that oh, yeah. the power of Ige, all of a sudden Jackson was going, God damn, I can't get yeah. hit like that again. You know, and, and once you once it's been put into your head, ooh, I can't I can't let that happen again. Now you start to slow down your progression offensively because mm-hmm. you're you're trying to not make the mistake to allow that shot to hit you. Yeah, Stuff Dan wrote. is Dan is a bully when he wants to be, you know. Um, <laughs> and if you look at the way he's fought other fighters, uh, Barboza and those guys, he's tried to bully them around. He's not a big guy. No, he's, he's not. not a big guy. But he, gosh, damn, he can fucking fight. He's yeah. just the guy. He has he's got a great mindset. He understands what it's yeah mentally tough. Probably too tough for his own good, you know. In yeah. some fights, but how many Hawaiians I, have you known like that? Uh, 
<laughs> just just all knuckleheads. <laughs> just all, all of them. them man, all of them. The, this guy named BJ Penn comes to mind, knucklehead. But just mentally, just mentally tough. These guys. Uh, he's what I like about him, John, is that he's quiet. He's nothing like me. He's quiet. He comes in, fights his ass off, you know, and just he just, I guess just. I don't want to say demands, but kind of commands respect. Like people just respect him when he walks into a room. He's a nice guy. He's what they do. He says nice things about each. You know, he's he's not a negative guy. He's not a trash talker. He's a good kid, man. I really like him a lot. I like being around him. And um, man, he's a good fighter. And it was great. I thought it was a great win. When I looked at the two of these last week, we talked about it. I picked Dan because he's my friend, but I also picked Dan because I thought if he just fought aggressively, that he'd be able to start slowing Jackson down. And I and it. That's exactly kind of what happened. Worked out. Yeah. yeah. He fought a great fight. Fought a great yeah. fight. Great job. And the left hook that he, he landed at the end. <laughs> He's got oh, some power. Yeah, but it's also the, the short shots. You know, those things, you know, six inches, boom. A lot of power on it. So Who did he anyway. knock out? They kind of put him in to start him a little bit. There was someone he came out and knocked him out like in the first 25 seconds. Can you look oh, up yeah. Dan Ige? That is, that is a, it was I, <clears throat> It was a quick 20. It was a quick. Yeah, there you go. It was Gavin Tucker. Okay. Yeah, he came out, boom, done. Oh, yep. Damn, that kind of catapulted him a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's he's had some big wins. You look at the yeah. you know the Besic, you know Besic at the time that Ige fought him, he was on a tear. Man, people yeah. were really expecting big things out of him. Ige shut that down. Yeah, the Barboza fight. Yeah, he's had yeah, a lot yeah. of good good wins. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, he's good, man. He's a good fighter. You know, he's uh he's come up short on some of them, but. Uh, but he's a good fighter. Definitely a great fighter. Uh, next. We had Raquel Pennington taking nope. on Caitlin nope. Vieira. Didn't we? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. We had Roman Kapalov. That was right. That was before. Sorry. Kapalov against Soriano. And, uh, dude, Punalehi, I love. He's a great guy. Big power. Mm-hmm. But here's where technique takes over. And the jab of Kapalov, mm-hmm. man. This is, you know, it's funny. Kopalov reminds me of Chase Hooper. Ah, yeah. A little Does bit of not? that young, he's young a, Sean O'Malley, too. He, yeah, he's a, he's a bigger version of both of those guys. And you look and you, he's got, you know, the almost the same look and with the hair and everything. But God damn, he can definitely. You know who their dads are, right? right. Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah, Ben Askren. <laughs> <laughs> ben Askren followed all these guys. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, but Kopalov. The jab, as simple as it gets, man. Look, the jab is, can be an effective tool, and he used that jab to set up some of his shots on Soriano, and Soriano was unable to stop the jab. And then once he started going to the body, the kicks that near the end, the kicks that he landed, the fact that Punalehi was able to actually stand mm-hmm. shows you how tough he is as a person because, man, you know what that's like. I know what that's like. It's horrible. Your legs just you they just go out. You can't stand. And he stood there and he still took it. Just wasn't able to, you know, match the technical ability of Kopalov. And Kopalov is getting, you know, that's a couple in a row now. He's uh he's a guy people are gonna have to look out for in the middleweight based upon he has got a good technical stand up game. He's got good wrestling. He doesn't really use it a whole lot, but his stand up, man, technically he's sharp. Your power can be a curse, and that's kind of what I saw a little bit last night. He had some success early in the first round, and as the fight went on, he was missing his target a lot. 
And then he started to slow down. Then he started leaving himself open. He was lunging in on some big shots. It was walking into the jab, getting hit with the body kicks. When you reach and lunge in, that leaves yourself wide open to be kicked to the body, whether it's a teeth kick or whether it's a, you know, uh, to the side of the body kick, whatever it is. Roundhouse kick. Roundhouse kick. Yeah. It just, it really can start to play on you. And I saw that as the second round kind of started taking off. He started missing. He started taking shots, walking into the jab, taking the body kicks, and it just wasn't working. And he tried harder. And as he tried harder, he left himself open more and more. Power can be a curse because you're chasing after that that highlight reel knockout. And one again. shot. And you know everything. you have it in you. You know you have it in you, but yeah. you know it could be the, to your detriment. So good yeah, stuff by Kapuloff. You though. sure would have loved to have had it. I know I never had power, so I never <laughs> had to worry about that. <laughs> My shit was punches and bunches. Yeah. Punches and bunches, baby. Yeah, I had no power, man. No power. Um, but overall, though, it was a good fight. I thought, I, and like, I thought it was a great, really a well-contested yeah. fight. Both guys were going for it, landing big shots. I just thought the you could see technically one fighter was a better technical fighter and mm-hmm. threw better technical shots. That's why they they found the target while the other one didn't. True. Raquel Pennington against Caitlin Vieira. I love Raquel Pennington. She is a sweetheart of a person. She is a good fighter, and when she throws, she's effective. She just doesn't throw enough, man. Still, yeah. Still to this day in this fight, even though I thought she, I, I thought she squeaked it by. I thought she got the win. I thought she should have, but she, she made it too close. And she was landing good shots. It was the power of her shots is really what, in the end, I think swayed the judges and, and put it over to her. But it was a split decision. It was close, man. She's got to be careful. She's got more output. Yeah, happy for her to get the win. You know, she's having a baby coming up with Tisha Torres. Uh, good for them. And uh, But in this, is it's like a, that stress, I think, off of her shoulders has been lifted. Can now I can wait until probably the next six, unless she wants to try to get another one in right away. But well, that's five wins in a row. She's she's looking. Yeah, she's, she she wants title. But John, I'm gonna go right back to what you just said. I know you can't win titles off of the lack of output. I mean, I I had it being a close fight. I could have seen it going the other way. But and I'm a Raquel Pennington fan. I could have seen it going both ways. And yeah. and but then she, like you said, you when we were talking off air. She had the harder, cleaner shots, but she didn't have a lot of them. She didn't really have a whole bunch of them, and not and sometimes getting pressed to the fence too. She was being controlled against the fence sometimes. You really didn't know what the judges were thinking, and the it's it's pretty pretty clear as a split decision, you know. So it's like you can't leave that into the judges' hands because she has she's a really good fighter. She can't afford to keep get making these fights close. She can get these people out of here. Yeah. Show me that show me that Rocky girl. Come on, man. Yeah. Show me that Rocky. Man. Come on. Just walk it down, move your head offline and throw big shots and big sh- shots. You know, because she's pretty big for the weight. Her right her hand body. was money though throughout that yeah. fight. It was. It was. Definitely was. But I just want to see more out of her, like you. Yeah. You know. That's the real thing. More output. Mm-hmm. Just uh, crank up the volume. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Oh, there is this dude named Nurmagomedov. He had an okay fight. We'll go <laughs> past that one. Yeah. Uh, Javit <laughs> Umar Nurmagomedov against Ronnie Barcelos. Man, you know, you take a look at it, and, and Barcelos is a good fighter. He's a, you know, good stand up fighter. He's got good wrestling. He just was unable to find the range on Umar. 
Umar controlled that range really well and, and nice teep kicks up the middle at times. Good, clean left hand right down the pipe that, you know, landed every now and then. And then take a look at the the combination body kick and punch that fucking put him away. I mean, it put him out. That was a clean knockout. Beautiful job by Umar. He's just, you can see the difference in this man. I'm going to say, I want to say kid because he's a kid still. He is a kid but still. He is, but <laughs> you can see how much he's grown as a fighter. Mm. He really came in and he was, you know, when you can think about it, think about when you met him, flashy, threw a lot of spinning attacks. Everything was, you know, bouncing all around and didn't have a true plan on how to set somebody up for what he was going to do. Now he does. Mm -hmm. Now he's understanding how to fight and he's just becoming more dangerous. Yeah, Look out, his, 135s. Yeah, there, that division's in a lot of trouble. Um I'm just being honest. I mean, there's there's a lot of great fighters in that division. We talk about that division being one of the best divisions in the sport, if not the yep. best. And he's kind of running into the same problem that Islam and Habib. Nobody's going to want to fight him. Nobody wanted to fight him until the they chance. become champion, and then then they become champion and they all want to fight him. Well, of course. But he is, he's humble. He's very. Um, focused on what his goal is like in terms of laser focus on this is what i've got to do i've got to make sure i stay the, the course and he is really kind of coming into his own and john that like we talk about fighters will throw that same side that they'll throw a roundhouse kiss to the leg and they'll come back over with the right overhand right stephen thompson does it a lot a lot of the taekwondo style type fighters do it a lot yep. and he, which is really what he he's got a taekwondo style in the stand he does him and his brother both yeah. him and uh usman so the two of them, and but with Umar, he just, he's, like I said, the last two fights ago, I gr was grappled him, grabbed him, you know, to give him a hug and like kind of just messed around a little bit. And he still felt like a kid. This last time I saw him in Chicago, I did this to him and I was like, oh, you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> like, you're, you're not, no, no, part no. Of the, part of that is him getting bigger, stronger, more mature. Yeah. More masculine. The other part is you're getting older. Yes, this is true as well. <laughs> but there wasn't that much of when when we did Seattle. When did we do Seattle? August. Okay, so August yes. is when I grabbed him. Compared and I was to like, November. Oh, yeah, compared to November, all yeah. that quick, yeah. he just felt physically bigger, thicker, more muscular, and uh, and stronger. And I was like, wow, this is. And then to see him have a performance like this, and then they talked about him. But oh, I saw he posted saying something saying March fourth. Dot 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 dot. So, I mean, if they're going to turn him around that fast, which well, is hold smart, on. that might be him saying, "Hey, how about March fourth? Dot 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 dot." And everyone's going to go, "How about no?" Nah. <laughs> I mean, Dave, can you pull up the the brack the rankings Band for his division? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great fighters in there. But if we're going to match him up against somebody, Ricky Simone, I would tell you the fight that I think would be really interesting. And I don't know if I don't know if Umar would want it. Yeah, Ricky Simone would be a good fight, absolutely. And you could take a look at any of those. But Chris Gutierrez, mm -hmm. his stand up, he's sharp. Yeah. He's yeah. got good defensive wrestling and stuff. As a stand up fight, that would be a good fight. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, almost they haven't had one person in the top ten take the fight. 
They've been asking, give us a top 10. No one has taken it. They've offered it to several people is what the UFC has told them. And they've all turned them down. Well, the one that I'd really like to see, if you're going to have that fight, Mm -hmm. I would love to see Umar against Marab. It'd be a great fight. I know it would. It's a big jump real quick, though. I'd like to see him fight one more time at a a better level. But Davos Vili's got great wrestling, great pressure, Mm -hmm. and that's something that most people have not been able to do with Umar is put that kind of pressure on it. Let's see how he he, reacts with it because there's no doubt in the stand-up He's a much cleaner and more yeah. effective striker than Marab, but Marab's got the wrestling that you know he. Mm-hmm. Once he gets a hold of you, and he's got a yeah. gas tank, I would love to see that fight. Yadong Song, as a st- that as, would be a good uh, one. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a good fight. You know, he's got to worry about the power, the yep. the speed. He's got to worry about that. He's got to keep him on the outside. You know, um, see, the, the difference is Yadong Song is he can wrestle, but he mm-hmm. he stands most of the time. Yeah. And so, yeah. kind of what, in a way, I think it would play out for Umar the way he'd want. The Marab fight would not play out the way Umar wants unless he, he makes it happen. Yeah. And that's why I want to see it. Yeah. I, he needs to, I think, one one more fight at least before he You're always Marab. wanting one more. I want one more. Yeah. I want one more. <laughs> I, want I want to see a little more. bit more. I want more I mean, time. Because, John, it's not, it's not really fair to him either that these guys won't fight him. And he needs to get that type of experience in the cage before he starts fighting Marab. Yeah, but before he starts fighting go. Peter Yawn and those. But guys. if you were sitting in, a, and a, again, I just said I'd, I'd like to see Marab, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Marab for saying no. I'm not taking that fight. Why am I going to fight a guy who's down at number eleven? Mm-hmm. It's not going to do anything for me. But yeah. there's nothing they can do with him as far as putting him any higher or anything like. He doesn't want to fight for the championship, and so yeah. hey, that's the fight. I mean, if we're just going to keep going up that high, I might as well just give him Sean O'Malley. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I'll take that fight. I mean, if, I'm, if we're hand-picking opponents here, I mean, I'll just take Sean O'Malley. <laughs> All right, it. next, next. All right, we had the... Uh, <laughs> this, this one. I don't know if you... Oh, I'm sorry. Javid Basharat against mm-hmm. Mateus Mendonca. It was a great fight back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. very tough fight for both guys. I thought Mendonca showed that, man, he's got no quit in him. Tough as hell. He just was beat by a guy that was a smoother technician mm-hmm. overall and in basically all the areas and stuff. Maybe not as good in the submission you know, aspect, but was able to stop everything that Mendonca uh, was trying. But I, I, give it to, I give it to Mateus. He fought a, a tough fight, man. He, he went did. in there. He got hit with a lot of big shots that he walked through for the most part. There was a couple times he got a little rocked. You could see him, mm-hmm. you know, give a little stanky leg. But tough fight between two really good fighters. Both guys impressed me with their performances. I, yeah, Mendonca lost, but I don't, I don't think he loses a whole lot from it. Yeah, he he showed that he needs to work on his condition a little bit, or he needs to learn how to how do you conserve his energy in that first round? Because after that first round, he just he had nothing. He really slowed down in that second and third round. He just didn't have the output that he had in the first. He wasn't as accurate. Now, when when you young fighters or people that are listening to us take a look at the way he fought that first round, how he was all over the place, throwing things from real weird unorthodox positions. Those things 
they add up in terms of making you fatigued and tired. Your body's not, you're really trying too hard. You're throwing things that your body's not used to throwing from different angles. And it starts adding up to where you're just, that power energy bar just starts going down and depleting itself. And in that second round, he started off good, but then it, he just started tapering off because he was missing shots, getting hit with shots, and then trying to fight off of his back foot, whereas in the first round, he was on his front foot, and he was being a bully and pushing him around. Yeah. But in the second round, when then he went from that to fighting off of his back foot, going, man, I dominated this guy in the first round. What's going on? Well, it's because you're tired because you're not, you're not reacting as fast. His speed, the way he was seeing things coming in in the first round wasn't there in the second round. And the third round definitely wasn't there. You know what I mean? So he's just not, you have to make those adjustments on understanding when you can keep pushing the envelope and when you need to shut it down a little bit, let the guy have, you know, take control a little bit of the fight. Yeah, you can be like, be like uh, Sean Strickland was, I think in the third round, fourth round, somewhere in there. You can see he slowed things down because he was getting tired. Yeah. And you got to learn how to do that at times. Yeah, you can't. You can't always try to be the hammer. Sometimes you got to circle, get your breath, you know, and then, okay, I'm going to go back in now. Okay, I'm ready yep. to do it again. So True. You got to make those adjustments as a young fighter. Next. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan against Claudio Alberio. Hey, man, this is one of those fights where, you know, you try to tell people, right? look, when you're fighting, you can't always just be this guy going fucking after someone, which we've seen from Al-Hassan numerous times trying to land big shots and everything i thought he fought a smart fight against a dangerous guy in a burial i'd watched a burial fight his stand-up is really slick really good he's got power and i thought that al hassan fought perfect he closed the distance when he could he put weight on him he tried to get his arms a little heavy and when he was you know in a position to you know open it up and try to lay the wood to him man he cracked him it's just the way it is, you know. And lay sometimes the wood, you lay the wood. <laughs> it's called a baseball bat upside yeah. the head because that's about what he got hit with. And uh, mm. I mean, that's a big knockout win for him. <laughs> Boy, he, I, I I heard that uh, from the uh, the the news. What what was it? The media scrum that he had afterwards. He doesn't like Joaquin Buckley. He wants to fight Joaquin Buckley. He was saying I guess all kinds of stuff about him. So maybe that's the fight we'll see next for him. But I thought this was a great win for him. Oh, I'd love to see that fight. I like Joaquin Buckley. I think he's a great fighter. I'd love to see that fight. <clears throat> um, good fight. You know, he seemed like he was doing a little bit of the same thing that um, one of the guys up in earlier was that he was chasing the, the big shot, chasing the yeah. heavy knockout, and he was missing a lot, and then finally he was able to catch it. But still, Poodley. yeah, you can't, yeah, Soriano, you can't, you can't chase that. You've got to let it come to you. And you hear it all the time from top level coaches in the world. Don't go chasing the knockout. It'll come. Not Just touch, come, yeah. touch, touch. Get them out of there. <clears throat> um, you know, Nick and Nate Diaz have a lot of knockouts and a lot of finishes. But you got to think, they don't have a lot of power. It's just that they no. touch you so many times, and then they turn it up. They just put their hands on you, make you turn your head one way, right into a shot. Turn your head the other way, right into a shot. And then as they rock you, then they put you away with, with the barrage of a bunch of punches. And so these these fighters that have fallen in love with that power, they've got to be careful. Just start touching them. Just touch them. Just put your hands on them. Mike Tyson used to say that. Once I start touching you, it's a matter of time. That's all you got to do. When you start lunging in and and reaching, overreaching, 
it's a big problem, man. You leave yourself open, maybe countered, and when you miss, you get fatigued. And that's a little bit of what um, Soriano, Soriano went through that. Yep. But Al Hassan, he's got to be careful because the tougher, tougher level, of, tougher level of competition yeah. is going to give him some problems if you keep missing the way you were missing last night in that fight. <clears throat> yeah. But it was a big win for him. Congratulations. We had, uh, they kept on saying this. It, Rembecki is the way they said it, so I'm going to say it's Rembecki. Rembecki. Mateus Rembecki against Nick Fior. You know, this is one of those fights. I thought Fior came out uh, trying to use range, being smart. We know he's got a good jiu-jitsu, but this is what happens when you've got jiu-jitsu and someone's putting big shots on you, and eventually it goes to the ground and you're on your back, and all we do is close our guard because I'm waiting. Yeah. I, just give me a second, and there is no... No. Give me a second. You got to go. And he wasn't able to. Created no situations where he was able to put Mateus in any type of, you know, bad situation with a submission. And time just went away from him. He just slowly got beat down to the mm-hmm. point where he was the the guy that we call the nail throughout that fight for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. Next. Alain Nascimento. That was a beautiful rear naked choke <laughs> against Carlos Hernandez. Fantastic job of switching it up, going from what we call the Mata Leon, the locked-in rear naked choke, into palm to palm, slipped it at the right time. That's why it worked well. Beautiful win by him. Mm-hmm. And the last one I want to talk about is Charles Johnson. Yes, against you. Jimmy Flick. Thank you. Go ahead. I think he's. I think once he settles, once he settles in to. The talent that is at that in that division, once he really settles into the UFC, I'm telling you right now, this kid is looking to probably take this whole flyweight division by storm. He is so good. His athleticism, his speed, his accuracy, um, the way he mixes it up from push kick to the leg kick to the to the hands. He seems a little bit more of a boxer, but he is super flashy with those kicks when he utilizes them. They're so fast, and he puts them together with his hands really well. <clears throat> He's just got to start making sure that he can learn to keep his back off the ground because he got taken down, but then he was able to reverse it and get to the top position. But yep. that was because he was physically stronger than yeah. his opponent. It's a better athlete. And, and you could just see Flick was having a hard time as the fight went on, dealing with the speed, was blinking, was flinching. Every time um, <clears throat> Every time Johnson just did something, he went flinch. Every time he'd faint, he'd flinch. Yep. You know, and so those things – not only do they expend energy, but then you start second guessing yourself. You're not, you don't know when to throw, when not to and throw. They don't help you circle. in the fight. They don't None help of them. you at all. No. None of them. But Charles Johnson to me looked really good. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. Pumped to watch him fight. Good, yeah. good fighter. He is looking good. The, the flyweights have someone in him. I would love to see Charles Johnson against Manel Cape. <clears throat> <clears throat> that would be a good fight. Yeah, because you know. There's not a lot of great fighters in that weight class. Like, there's like you got like three or four, you know, but then there's a huge gap between the ones that are there in three and four. Yep. It's very much like the heavyweight division. You got like Cyril Gaon, you've got Aspinall, you've got John Jones, no more in Ganu, but you've got those top three, and there's like a gap between the rest of them. It's just a pretty big gap. Yep. So, so, I think the same thing, I feel the same way about the uh, the fighters in the flyweight division. That's across the board in every promotion, you know. The fly, well, you Bellator doesn't even have the flyweights, but the the one. But they should. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, well, that wraps up our UFC talk, and 
We're going to move right along. But first, before we move along, John, we're going to start doing this thing where I want to start doing this thing where we rate this card. You want to start doing this thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Podcast Dave had the idea, so I got to actually right. go. I got to show him a little bit Podcast Dave has a lot of these ideas. They're oh, normally we, we gotta give credit. They're you normally boneheaded, so we don't You really want a check in the mail? You get too many damn it. checks in the mail, mister. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to rate this card between 1 to 10. If I was going to rate this card 1 to 10, eh, look, it, it wasn't, there wasn't, there was a couple of fights that I really was looking forward to. The Umar fight, I really wanted to see. I wanted to see uh, Dan Ige because I just like his style of fighting. I like what he does. Uh <clears throat> It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I give it a you know six and a half, seven. Oh wow, that high! Yeah, wow. Uh, nothing against. On, it's not yeah. that high. That's pretty high. That's pretty. Uh, high. I'm yeah. I'm is gonna it get, pretty I'm high. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give. So it we're a saying five is average. Is that what we're saying? No, 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 no. We're saying we're saying you make up five's in the middle. That's that's average. <laughs> five's average. Yeah, that's six point five. You, it's so weird how you pointed that out. So you're saying five's average. Well, it is in the middle between one and ten. So yeah, it is average. Very much. So it shows you how astute <laughs> I can be. Um, I I'll give it a five and a half. Wow, you're you even making being rougher. No, it's not so much rough, John. It just the the change up with the the main event. One guy coming in at two hundred four. The guy coming in at one ninety four. They fought a okay. good fight. It was it was it was entertaining back and forth. It was a, it was a good. It seemed a little for bit three more rounds. Like a, yeah. It was a good fight. I mean, the the fourth, nothing wrong with the fourth and fifth, you know, because but it slowed down because both guys were getting tired. Yeah, but it looked a little bit more like a sparring match. Yeah, the sparring between two, and and don't get me wrong, they're both fantastic fighters. They were sparring pretty hard. They were, they were. But, <laughs> but Sean Strickland's used to that, so yes, he is. Um, you know, uh, Raquel Pennington just got to see more out of her, like just to have more output. Like, there was just that little bit more of everything I want to see. A little bit more out of Umar. Right, I want Dave, to see more put, out of Umar. Put, put that card back up. I want to see because I want to. This is why. Well, you, you're being a little harsh. Okay. Was the Ige fight good? Yes. It was good. Okay. Was, was the Coppola fight good? I would say the Ige, Ige fight was probably the best fight on the card. Was the Coppola fight good? It was good, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't great. But it was it was a really was impressive good. performance. Was okay, was was Umar's fight good? Well, I mean, what do you think I'm going to say, John? You know, I'm a homer. I'm a okay, totally well, I'm going to so, gas okay. him up, man. That was the that was the the best card fight on the card. He's you just told talent. me the EJ was. I made up my mind. No, Umar is now. <laughs> I, my my whole point is this: Charles Johnson. That was a really good nice fight. performance. Good, good fight. fight. But no one the saw Nassi it. Mento it was the fight. first fight of the night. The Nascimento fight. That was a great submission. Beautiful yeah. job. Okay. You go past if you're the Al Hassan big time knockout wasn't a great fight, but big time that was a nice knockout. You got to give it that Basharat against Mendonca was a good yeah, fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was. It was. Umar's was good. So overall, more than half of these were actually no, pretty no, good. No, 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 no. Yes, no, yes, no. yes, John, yes. John. Go ahead. That's why I gave it a five and a half, John. I didn't give it okay. a five. I gave it a five and a half. Yeah, you're being weak. And so I'm saying, look, Charles Johnson was a great fight, but he, he was so, too dominant. And it's not his fault. Just his opponent just couldn't handle what he was delivering. Okay. And so when, when I see fights like that, like, so, hold on. I want to see so, it back So and he forth. delivered. 
He did what he was supposed to do. He took a superior he delivered fighter and, and he put him against a lesser finished. fighter. He finished the John, guy. I can, he's I can to yell finish. as loud as you if you want me to. I'm not yelling John. loud. This is my thing is getting a little bit. John, John. I like that. He's like, yeah, he's just, he, the man did what he's supposed to do. Can you hear me? Can you hear he me? finished. <laughs> You have no. you're, you're saying he's lesser. He finished his, his opponent. I That's get what it. He's supposed to do, but his opponent was a lesser fighter. Tell me he wasn't. Just, Tell me he wasn't. He's a guy coming off of a long way off. Yeah, and so, look, but he's a really good, really good ground guy. I'm not taking anything away from Charles Johnson. Great fighter. <laughs> great. Yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. I agree. You're one being sided, harsh with five point one side. No, I'm not being harsh, John. The card was it was okay. It was okay. You want to you want to come up to six point five? Trust me. No, I don't. No. <laughs> there's, there's not a damn thing you can say. Um, all right, I, what I do we got? Ch Charles Johnson all the way up to to Umar. I like the Hassan fight. I like, yeah. <clears throat> but no, all the way up to the Umar fight was the rest of the card was. Eh. That's yeah, why I gave say, it a five point five. You got to give the the couple off and the Ige fight were good. Mm -hmm. Dan, yep, yeah, that's why I gave it a five point five. Dan Ige saved the card. <laughs> you needed to go. Dan 6. Ige 5. saved the card. Six point five. <laughs> Danny Gay, 5.5. Okay, here we go. Right, Next, we'll what, what do you got we'll, for us, We'll Dave? see what the fans thought. Oh, yeah, right. by the way, fans, mm -hmm. tell us what you thought of it down below. Give us your opinion. Give us in the comments because I'll read them to John because John can't see anymore. He's getting old, and he can't read either. So that Tennessee education I doesn't can't read either. Don't read either. things that don't matter to me. Did you go to high school in uh, – you went to Long Beach, right? I know you went to Long Beach State, correct? <clears throat> but then did you go to high school in L.A.? Yeah. Wilson. Oh, yeah? Where would you go? Wilson. Wilson? Well, mine was, was Glenn A. Wilson. It was There's Glenn a Wilson, Wilson High School, L.A. That's the mules. Mine's a different got one. It. Got it. Got it. All right. Let, let's get into some news there, Dave. What do you got for us? All right. So this uh, first story is from MMA Fighting reporting that Francis Ngannou is officially Did it really get me. reported from him from them first? No, I'm just <laughs> reading a report from I felt like I saw I'm it sure. somewhere else first. But D Dana White did, did say it in his own words, so yeah. he, he has confirmed it. Um Francis has uh, gone from UFC and he's been released from all contractual obligations, so he he can go do whatever he wants right now. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are: <clears throat> I would like to see him fight in Bellator. I would like <laughs> That's to see your that. Thoughts. I would like to. I would like to uh, because if he signs with Bellator, he can still do boxing because boxing is available to, there as well. Yeah. Um, I think that. I think he's just looking for the one fight, though. I think he's looking for the Tyson Fury fight. He is or looking for that. Yeah. Or I'd like to see him. How could you blame him for? Let's break this down for people so they understand it, because there's a lot of bullshit being put out there, and it's because. Look, Dana is a promoter for the UFC, and his job is to promote his product. And I do not blame him for anything he says in the fashion of trying to build his product. But the first thing he said was, we offered Francis Ngannou the best heavyweight contract that we've ever, better than Brock Lesnar's, all that stuff. Okay. That doesn't mean that they offered him a contract that would allow him to box. And that was the big sticking point. Because let's be honest, he could make more money in one fight with Tyson Fury than that entire contract was for all of those fights. So they didn't offer him more money than what he could make if he goes and makes that Tyson Fury fight. Mm -hmm. 
you got to look and say, hey, it wasn't apples to apples. All right. Second, he said that Dana said that Francis obviously wants lesser competition. He wants to fight for more money for lesser competition. Dana, he beat everybody that you put in front of him to become the champion. He beat Stipe to win the championship. You then put Cyril Gaon in front of him, and he beat Cyril Gaon, the guy that you're going to put up again to be up for the title against John Jones. You can't take anything from him and to sit there and say he wants to fight lesser competition is not true. He wants to fight a guy named Tyson Fury in boxing. You don't want him to. I understand why you don't want him to. I'm not saying you're wrong in that, but the fact is he can make a ton of money doing that. I look at it, the PFL, I've heard you know, they've been talking to him. I know Bellator has been talking to him. Wherever he goes, it is going to be on his contract that he can box anybody he wants, and they, they can't tell him no. And that's the real difference that's going to be. Whoever signs... Francis and the end. Look, Francis is 30, 36, 35, 36 now. 36. Okay. 36 years of age. You know, his record is somewhere, what, 17 and three, something like that. And he's taken zero damage throughout his career. Really hasn't taken any kind of damage at all. He is a young 36 because physically the dude is a monster. You know, I, I stand next to Francis and talk with him. I go, God damn, who yeah. the fuck put you together? Because he is just put together like a brick shit house. And you take a look, a brick shit house is a strong fucking building. Trust me. And no damage. He's got years left on him to sit there and sit and to say, well, he's getting older. Yeah, but not as a heavyweight and not as a heavyweight that has not been damaged. Now. Could he get damaged if he fights Tyson Fury? Yeah, I don't think that's a good fight for him. I'm being honest. I think that's a fight he's going to lose. But I understand why he wants to do it for the amount of money that he'll make. Conor McGregor made how much money fighting Floyd Mayweather? 100, 100 million? Just say a shit ton, exactly. Yeah, 100 million? Well, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Do you think the UFC's contract was going to make Francis that type of money? Because that's the kind of money he could get close to making. <clears throat> If he fights yeah. Tyson Fury, I understand why he did this, and I don't blame him. The UFC yeah, I mean, was in a position where they they had to release him because they can't match; they won't match. Which is weird because you know I thought they had got, I thought the BJ Penn situation had re, and same thing with the Rainy Couture situation had really had them adjust their contracts. For some reason, he was able to get through this and still. Um, he waited leave how long the title think about how long yeah. it's the length yeah you but can he only was hold someone for what's that he was injured but, but he that, was injured he was and that's a good reason for him not to fight mm -hmm. but he was in a position where he could wait he waited him out it was a long he they've been trying to put him under contract for over two years josh yeah. over two years he has held out and said no i want a, i want a clause in here that i can go box and they don't want to give him that. And okay. But that's what he wanted. And so when they sit there and they say, you know, he can go and, you know, we're, we're you know, we waive all, all, um, you know, matching and everything. Like that. That's because they will not match. As soon as a company says, yes, you can box and they put it in the contract. Now the UFC can't match it because they won't, they won't, they won't give him that. Yeah. My other thing is he, 
He better have this Tyson Fury fight or one of these boxing matches already kind of locked down. Yeah. Like, if he'd bounced out without, like, getting... Because once these boxing promoters start getting involved, this shit gets dirty and nasty real quick. <laughs> like, oh, so-and-so wanted this. He demanded this. Like, yeah, it wasn't going to work. I mean, you see it all the time. You never get to see the, the boxing matches you want to see while they're both in their prime, you know, with, you know, two O's. You know, no losses and just coming in and getting ready to throw it out. You never see that. Who's the who's the heavyweight champion right now? Tyson Fury. Okay. There's only one. There's yeah. <laughs> you could you could say Usyk. No. But no, it's Tyson one. Fury. So who controls the heavyweight division? Tyson Fury. Yeah. So who does who wants to fight Francis Ngannou? Yeah, yeah. Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. Yeah. He does. And Tyson Fury does whatever the fuck he wants. I love That's Tyson what, Fury. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> um, I mean, he better have that fight locked down. And then uh, it really doesn't matter who he signs with after that. You know what I mean? No. Like he's, He'll make enough money. No. He's cool, chill. Yep. I don't know. That's the fight to make, though. If you left the UFC and the heavyweight division for a big contract, you better make that fight happen. Yeah. There's no backing up. But out. he's going to make a lot of money. And I you cannot him. blame him. Good for him. He's a good I'm guy. Not, I'm not blaming him. Yep. But it, it's just funny because if you go back to every time a fighter has ever left the UFC, what's what what is what is Dana's? It's almost like you can just I can play it on a recorder. Of course you it's can. It's the say same that. thing. What does he say? He doesn't want to fight the very best. Yeah, he wants to fight lesser competition. Mm. But it, that's his job, you know. And I don't. I understand it. No, it's I want to fight. The, I want to fight the guys in your in your promotion, but you just don't pay me enough. Well, there you go. So I'm going to go somewhere else to make more money. Pay me more, or allow me, me more. to fight something that yeah. I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, we already heard it. Like Sarah McMahon just came out and it's like, oh, I've heard for years that all these other promotions pay more. She's like, shit, they do. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. I mean, they have they, to. Exactly. Yep. They have to. You have to. People have to remember that if PFL and Bellator and One don't pay you more, why would you go there? Yeah, you're gonna get more more yeah. press, more spark, just being part of the UFC. That's one yeah. of the perks of it. You, yeah. if you want your ego to be pumped by telling people you fight in an organization, the UFC is gonna be the organization that's gonna give you the biggest pump. Yeah, you know what's funny is AJ McKee just came out and was like, "Hey, he's like, why do I want to be famous?" He's like, "Well, fame, yeah, don't fame pay doesn't the bills. pay bills. It doesn't." And everyone's and but the thing is, everyone's like, "Yeah, but it can make you some. It can make you a lot of money." Yeah, it no. could. It could make you a lot of money, though, John. But yeah, the thing is, though, that um, the money that it makes you is not like the Floyd Mayweather money. It's not like the the Tyson Fury money. It's not like that money. That money will run out. Like, oh yeah, you made a lot of money. Sure, you made an extra fifteen grand. You made an extra twenty five grand. But that money goes fast <clears throat> as you start fighting and begin be giving yourself a bigger name. You start becoming attracted to things that are a little bit more expensive. So sure, you made that money as you know you made that money bigger tractors because because you have bigger tractors for you, <laughs> but you have made that money, and you're doing well, and you're making another thirty, forty, eighty, hundred grand. But that money goes fast because it as does. you start be bringing more money in, you start thinking it's going to be there forever, and it's not. It's not going to be there forever. You need to get that fuck you money, and that fuck you money is that Tyson Fury fight. Because there's no the amount of money that those fighters get paid in the UFC, and DC is one of them. 
Just he ain't got fuck you money. He's got money. He's got money. But he ain't got fuck you money. <clears throat> Not when he lives here in Silicon Valley. That ain't fuck you money. Those people that work, those little techie nerds, they work at Apple and Facebook and all that shit. A lot of them got fuck you money and <laughs> stocks and shit. But, but to say DC has it, you know, no, he doesn't. You know, Habib's got a lot of money. But he has enough money that he lives within his means, though. His his culture, his He's, family, he they, he live, they live, live differently. in that type of lifestyle. And he has no desire to live in that lifestyle. Yeah. And so that's where the difference is. If in you, the lifestyle if was, that, that Habib yeah. is comfortable with, he's yep. got plenty of money for the rest of his life. That's like that's fuck good. you money. That's fuck you money in his lifestyle. Yes. That's when he knows his limits. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, But to think that Francis Ngannou, oh, I'm going to make all this money signing this the biggest contract in UFC history for a heavyweight. It's still not fuck you money. I can go fight Tyson Fury one fight and make probably one quadruple. And, and probably away. all of the money that he's made in his career fighting. Oh, the yeah. <clears throat> so he will make more money in that one him. fight than for every fight that he's done mm -hmm. so far. Plus the contract that they were you know, saying. It's the biggest contract ever. I'm not saying it's not. It's not going to no. be close to what he'll make there. You know, Good for him. Pe people need to understand, in that realm... Whoever is the promoter of the fight, and trust me, Tyson will be part of it, they get a certain amount, but 80% will go to the fighters. Okay? That means that 75% of it will go to the two guys in the main event, Francis and Tyson. Now, Tyson's going to get a, big, a bigger chunk. Absolutely. He's the heavyweight champion, no doubt about it. But, you know, when you're taking a look at how much money that fight can be marketed for, and, and people, people will buy that fight. That's one people will put money down to watch, you know, and so they could make big, big time money. I can't blame that, him. It's not a good fight for Francis, though. Oh, he's gonna lose. I'm just yeah. being honest. I love Francis. Yeah. You know, it, he. Everyone's gonna sit there. He hits the hardest. Look, Deontay Wilder hits like a fucking truck. Okay, Fury is not gonna have a problem. He's gonna mm -hmm. outbox. Francis, it's not going to be a good night for Francis, but no. Francis is going to make that kind of money. I don't blame him. I would take the fight. Do you remember when we, I don't know if you were, when you were a kid, it wasn't, it wasn't Mike Tyson, but when I was a kid, it was Mike Tyson. You were probably like in your forties when Mike Tyson was making his run. Um, <laughs> for me, I was a kid. So it was always like, would you get in the, would you get in the ring with Mike Tyson for a million dollars? And I was fuck like, yes. fuck yes. <laughs> Shit. What's the worst like, thing that could happen to me? You could die. I get knocked out. Nah. <laughs> you could die. I ain't dying. I ain't dying. I get knocked out. You okay. Die. <laughs> I get knocked out. Big deal. Uh, you could die. <laughs> that was Bullshit. the worst thing that could happen. Nope. Uh, all right. Next. All right. Let's hop into the next one here. So with the um, release of Francis Ngannou, we have a heavyweight title fight announced on March fourth. We got John Jones returning against Hero Gan. What do you guys think about this one? I think it's a great matchup. I think if it's the, if if it's a matchup, it, the, here here's going to be your problem. It's, it's going to be straight out. The guys that have given John Jones the most problems are guys that are his size, as far as length and height. Cyril Gaunt's six foot five. John Jones is six foot four. So he's got the height to match it. He's got the almost the same. John's got a crazy eighty four inch reach. I think Cyril Gaunt's is eighty one. So it's close. That's a big you know. Uh, neutralizing factor for John, so it's not going to help him that much. 
The big problem is Cyril Gaon was out wrestled by Francis Ngannou. <laughs> and John Jones is not a dumb man. John Jones is a smart fighter. John Jones is training with another guy that I consider a very smart fighter and a very good coach in Henry Cejudo and a guy that he knows a little bit about wrestling. Look, John Jones is going to take Cyril Gaon off of his feet and systematically beat him down. Just telling you. Yeah. Sorry. If you guys go back to the Gus, the second fight, it's going to look a little bit something like that. Yeah. He's going to be able to touch him on the feet a little bit here and there. He's going to use some trickery and some fuckery, you know, to keep him guessing in the Cyril Gaon fight. He's going to make him, is he kicking my calf? Is he kicking my body? Is he push kicking me? Is he just posting on my forehead like like I'm his little brother? And the next thing you know, I'm overextending and I'm getting taken down. And on the ground, John Jones gets him out of there. Oh. Like John on top, his is elbows, his fucking good. Yep. No, ma no matter how you feel about John Jones and all the other bullshit, one thing you can never talk about is his fucking fight IQ and his fucking talent. This yep. guy is a fucking stud everywhere. Everywhere he's a stud. And can feet. change in the yeah. middle of the fight so well. You know, yep. can change things that we, this is this is what we're talking about with, you know, the UFC that was last night and talking about a guy like Nazardine, a teammate of Cyril, unable to change what's happening yeah. in the fight. John Jones, man, he, as soon as that's happening, he's changing it. He just unbelievable fight IQ, unbelievable ability. The, the only question I have, and he's, he's taken a long time to put that weight on, is how does he deal with the extra weight? John, it's been over three years since he's fought. I know. I know. That's a lot. That's a it lot. Is, but he's good, but, dude. Just be honest. But when you, yeah, when you see, when, you, when we all know how good he is, like he's leaps and bounds above everyone else. Yeah. It's like... And you know he's going to be leaps and bounds like above heavyweights. Like most people want to go down in weight. Why? Where they're faster and they got more cardio. Why? This guy goes up and he's like, I'm a better wrestler than all you guys. He's going to have some hard times. I've always felt this way. His hardest fight will be Curtis Blades. Yep. His hardest Another guy that can wrestle. Curtis. Yep. A guy can wrestle. Yeah. This guy's got a long, lanky body style as well. Yep. You know, uh, John's the way better fighter on the feet. But on the in the wrestling, he's going to... I think John's probably still the better wrestler. I just he don't know. Dominate. He can't dominate the wrestling. No, he can't dominate the wrestling. So that's going to make him guess. I mean, you got to think. In the first Gus fight, Gus was able to take him down several times. So if if you can catch him off guard, um, if you can get him thinking you're standing and make it you know, into a little bit of a back and forth on the feet and take those takedowns when they present themselves, then you can start getting into John's head a little bit, I think, like in that first Gus fight. <clears throat> but... Cyril ain't got that. He ain't taking him down. He's going to have to stick and move, stick and move. Yep. You know, Stand-up is going to be Cyril Gunn's route to victory. And I just yeah. don't see it happening. Yeah. Next. I'm excited to see John fight, though. Oh, yeah? It's been a long time, man. I'm excited. Leon Edwards against Kamaru Usman was announced. That's a good... Look, this is the one that should be happening. It's going to happen March 18th in London. It's the fight that... I, you know, when we talk about does the does this person deserve a rematch right away, there's no way in the world that you can sit yeah. there and not say that Kamaru Usman wouldn't be almost top of the class in deserving a rematch 
against Leon Edwards. The real question is, is it going to be a different fight? I think it is. I think you're going to see a difference. Right. You're going to see a difference between, you know, the first fight, the second fight, and now the third fight. You've seen a difference in the first and the second. You're going to see a difference in the third. It's you know both are going to have to change some some things up in what they're going to do. But this is a great you know championship fight. Leon Edwards get, being able to uh, actually showcase himself in front of his fans in London that's going to help him. It's mm. going to put more pressure on him, but it's going to help him too. I don't think it's going to be a different fight outside of the knockout. I don't think I think Kamara is going to be able to wrestle him a little bit more. He he understands that Leon's been working on his wrestling as well. Yeah. And that Leon may try to threaten a takedown again, but I think Kamara just it was like kind of didn't respect him in that first round, got taken down, got mounted, all those things. But then after that, it was all Kamara. So I think you're going to see a lot of what happened in the second, third, fourth. And I'm a huge Leon fan. You guys, I've trained with him. He's such a nice guy. We see him at almost all the Bellator events when Super his brother guy. fights. We see him all the time. Great guy. Great guy. I just... and Let's say this. You said great guy. This is a guy that helps so many people as far mm -hmm. as, man, helps other fighters out of his camp and everything. But, man, he's always helping guys. He's just a – he's got a wonderful personality, man. He's a guy that came from nothing, and he's, he doesn't have a big ego. He really doesn't. Yeah, that's and, a lie. Uh, they, we all have big egos. Well, yeah. Fighters. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's a lie. Doesn't have a big ego to, to carry the, the yeah. spit bucket and do the things that, you know, yeah. other people need him to do. He's a great guy. He is. Fantastic person. Um, I just don't. I don't know if it's gonna, we're going to get a basically a pickup of where we left off outside of the knockout. It's going to be uh, Kamaro just putting pressure, slight pressure, wrestling a little bit more. I think in the try to wrestle one. more. He's going to try to wrestle more. He's he got a little too comfortable on the feet. He yeah. just started believing. You know, I got this. I got this. Which he was doing well. He just uh, Leon's got to work off of that jab. He's got to move the head off the line of the jab so Kamaro can't pop him with a jab and then counter and create an angle and throw again. He's got to do things like that is what, what Leon's going to have to do. Kamaro's got his hands full in terms of he's going to have to try to solve this riddle again and, and watch out for the, the trickery. But I, I think if he wrestles and he really tries to slow the pace of this fight down, you could it, it could potentially affect Leon. I agree with you in the fact that if he attempts to slow the pace of the fight down, I think he's got a good chance of winning it. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to do that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So who's gonna win? Toss up. Mm. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, right now, toss up. Oh, and it's only because, look, I think Kamaro has an absolute path mm -hmm. to winning that fight and getting that title back. And I think he is so he's so competitive, and and I like it about him. But he's so he's gonna want to knock Leon Edwards out. Bad decision making if he does. But John, you know, I find that when f we get them all the time at AK, good wrestlers, good jujitsu guys, they get they're really good on the feet. They're they're good on the feet, but they're not great on the feet. But they start training with Javier. They start training with these stand up coaches, and all of a sudden they want to be fucking kickboxers. Yeah. He was. Like, we talking. Usman was talking about fighting Canelo. Okay, and it was like, come on, stop. Mm. You know, but. They start to believe it. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is you got to have that belief in you. I, I understand it, but it's got to be rational belief, too. Yeah. All right, next. All right. Um, and we also, with this, 
main event for UFC 26. We have a co-main confirmed Boy, as you well. Do. That's a good oh, fuck. And we That's got a Gage great one. How is this not a main event? Jesus. What are you talking about? I'm glad it's not. This is a co-main UFC. London. I know what you're saying is deal. you want it to be five rounds. I don't think it's it, it might five be five rounds. rounds. It might be five yeah, rounds. Maybe. Because, you know, be they've done possibly. some, some co-main events. This is a great fight, though. You talk about a stand-up fucking battle here. John, I called this like a month ago. <laughs> you didn't call this. We did. We talked about it on our show. I know I said, we this did. is the fight to did. make. That's right. I'm, we did. I'm glad. See, it wasn't Mick, you. I want to make sure everyone understands. Mick Maynard listens to our show. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone understands that. No, I, I, I know this. I do know this. I do know this. In the middle of the week, that we, a month ago, and now all it's of a, a sudden. It's a great fight. Ding, ding, ding. I'm ding, like, ding, hello. Ding. Give me this fucking action. Oh, dude. This, um, is, this is good. Uh, you talk about two guys that stand up wise, fun to watch. This is going to be. So this is this is one the build up. I just hope that my, I hope the fight lives up to what I expect. I don't Got see to. how it. I can't. I don't see how it doesn't. I don't either. I don't even. I don't. What is a what the fuck is an ottoman? Like an, like an ottoman, like something I put my feet up on. Yeah, no, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what Ottoman I don't know is what an Ottoman. What is an Ottoman? That'd be an Ottoman. Yeah, I know. I John, I was being smart. I know. Ass, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying you were, uh, but Ottoman. Yeah. What is Ottoman? Ottoman. I don't know what that is. Dave, can you look it up? What is it? Yeah. It's bugging me right now. We understand why they call him the, the human highlight or the highlight. If it says if it says Ottoman, that means badass. Um, a Crossack leader. What's Crossack? Oh, Cossack Crossack. leader? A Cossack Yeah, leader? well, that's because he's from... Isn't he from Kazakhstan or something like that? Or I don't know. His normal place? That's where he wears the... Oh. The, yes, um, in the Russian Empire, the term was the official title of the Supreme Military. So... I thought that was... Basically like a warrior a, or something like Okay, that. and I thought that was still spelled like Ottoman. Mm. The, you know, the O-T-T. But don't look shows, at me, man. I shows can't, you know, how uneducated. I can't spell in the UK. <laughs> In the UK, where this fight card is happening, they don't call it an ottoman; they call it a poofy. Did you know that? A poofy, poofy? like yeah. like the like the thing on your round your belly button there, Dave. A poofy. <laughs> <laughs> a poofy? <laughs> hey, I'm hey, I'm not the forty-five year old retired fighter that sits on the couch all day Bro. watching fights. Shots fired so across bad. the bow, Dave. So you must respond. Hey, Dave, how does it make you feel to know that I could get up off the couch and still just smack you around? Oh, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. Well, the thing and is, unlikely. Dave, Dave would just outrun me. He tried to outrun me right now. I'm good for about a mile, right now. maybe a mile yeah. and a half. Dave's yeah, good. Fucking, Dave, Dave's five. He's five mile a, and easy. He ran a fucking ten miler the other day. Yeah, Did you see it see, at no. like seven thirty pace. It's seven. Yeah. Seven thirty pace. Seven thirty pace. Hold on. You have now turned yourself into a runner, Dave. You yes. actually like it, don't yeah, you? I'm a runner. Yes. Yeah, I am addicted. Yeah. yeah, you like. Yeah, I know. We all know you like the dick. I mean, addicted. Yeah, we all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, let's get back oh. to the, the the news. This is a great fight, John. I'm looking forward to it. It is a great fight. I am. Cannot Next. wait. Next. Great co-main event. All right. I hope uh, it's five look. rounds, though. I hope it's five. Yeah, it would be nice. It ain't going This five, last though, piece. Go ahead. This, this last piece of news, uh, Bellator announces a lightweight tournament. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. This is a great tournament. This is a, this has got some great matchups and stuff. I, I actually really like the way that they matched the first round. A lot of times I go, yeah, you blew that. Yeah. But if you look at this one, 
Benson Henderson taking on Usman Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Yes. Yep. These fights are confirmed. Yeah. Oh well, are these fights though? Yeah. Is those this, are the fights. The fight yep. schedule that yep. on this. AJ. Yep. AJ's fighting uh, Patricky, and then yep. Benson's fighting Usman, and Barnawi's fighting Outlaw, and Tofik's fighting Shabli. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love the way that they matched them up. Yeah. Great strikers in Musayev against Shabli. That'll be a great fight to yeah. watch them. AJ, the fact that he fought Patricio, the brother, twice, great that he's, they're putting him against Patricky. Mm-hmm. That's going to cause some uh, heat there. Barnawi against Outlaw, both incredible on the ground. It'll be a, you know an outstanding matchup there. So and that one's in Paris, I believe. So overall, love the first round. Love how they matched him up. <clears throat> Ken, this is uh, this what you're if, looking for. John, if you're looking at this, though, and you're Brent Primus, what's going through your mind? You're Brent Primus, and you're saying, didn't I just beat Benson Henderson? Whoops. I mean, it's just, I mean, they, but they bought, they brought Barnaby in over him, yeah. Yeah. you know, because Barnaby had the win, the good win over Adam Piccolotti. And you know that Mamadoff, he's out because like, he's not going to fight well, because he's. They, they really took, the, the one that they took over, if you're going to look at the rankings, the one that they took over premise was AJ mm-hmm. and now AJ was at number eight based upon beating Spike Carlisle that was his only fight in lightweight then he went and fought against Souza in the uh, New Year's Eve and, and you got to look and say that that was a big fight mm-hmm. that should move him up in the rankings and if it does does it move him up two spaces I would tell you it has to <clears throat> Well, because well, they they're gonna knock Mamadov out because he's not yeah. gonna fight Usman if they both get to the finals, so he's yeah. out. Brent Primus he got knocked out because Barnawi got put in. So you have Barnawi versus Outlaw, and then you've got AJ McKee that came up in there as well. But what's what's so one of the biggest you... problems? One of the biggest problems that we've always talked about with Brent Primus is is what he just lays on his back when and just he doesn't fight enough. Yeah, he well, does he's not fought fight quite enough. a bit lately though. He's fought Think, lately quite a bit. Really. Okay, I want you to think about this. This man has been fighting now for, I don't know, 13, 14 years? Yeah. How many fights does he have? 13, 14 13, fights. 14? <laughs> he was doing one fight a year for six, seven years. I know that. You can't do that. No. You've got to fight. And, and look, I think Brent Primus is a good fighter. I think he's fantastic submission Ooh, guy. Beautiful Michael ground Chandler. game. Yeah. And he deserved to be, you know, to beat Chandler. But mm-hmm. I just look and I go, just doesn't fight enough. If I if I'm looking and I'm saying I've got a guy that was a featherweight champion, I got a guy that was a lightweight mm-hmm. champion. Okay, I got a guy that's eleven and three in Brent Primus. I got a guy that's twenty and one mm-hmm. in yeah. AJ. It, it yeah. just this is yeah. No, I get it. The Benson fight's giving Usman a little bit of notoriety because you're fighting a legend, and yep. and Benson also wants to get to that title as fast as possible because this is his last run. He hasn't yeah. been able to win the the Bellator title yet. Uh, he was able to be to win the UFC and the WC titles. He has not been able to win the Bellator title yet in the yeah. 170 or the 155 pound division. Um, the Barnawi fight versus Outlaw, both of them are fantastic grapplers. Barnawi's got a little bit better stand up, actually not a little bit better, a lot better. But a lot he's longer. good. Yeah, he's a lot longer. But he's a big guy for 155. Very he's a big, big guy, and yeah. so that's going to be a fun fight. That'll be in France. That's in Paris. Uh, I think that's May, May 21st or May 12th or something like that. And then Tofik Mosayev, 
uh, and Shabli. That's a good I was fight. I was like, man, why are you gonna put this fight first? And then Coker goes, look, I've learned one thing in tournaments: if you don't put the matches you want to see first, you'll yep. never get them. Yep. You'll never get them. There's no guarantees. No. So like, let's have them fight in the first round. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Both these guys, fantastic stand up fighters. They're gonna stand and bang. Yep. Super explosive, both of them. And then Pitbull and Patricio are. Sorry, Patricky and AJ McKee, but because of the Patricio link, this fight makes it fun. You know, uh, Benson Henderson and and Usman, they're going to fight in San Jose, I believe, March 13th is what it seems like. You know, um, and so there's a lot of good fights that are coming up. This is going to be a great tournament, man. These guys are going to be getting after it. I'm excited. John, I want to go back. Sorry, we're going to go ahead and wrap up that that conversation, but I want to go back to the actual fight card we talked about from the UFC. There was one thing I wanted to ask you about. There was a moment with uh, Jason Herzog. One of the fighters threw like an uppercut with his palm open, and the glove cut. Was it Damon Jackson? Oh uh, yeah, cut him. It was Damon Jackson, I believe, yeah. right? Well, his... he acts like he acted like it affected his eye. Yeah, and the glove. But then, then uh, Jason Herzog goes, "Hey, I know it was meant to be an uppercut, but you've got to keep your hand closed." But it still was a strike. He didn't poke him in the eye. The glove mm-hmm. cut him. So. You just got to leave that alone, right? He didn't do anything wrong. Nope. So should he have, should he have said let's, something? Okay, let's go. Let's go back to uh, UFC. This just 46. came to me right now. That's why I'm asking about UFC 46. So, mm-hmm. did you fight in UFC 46? No, you yes, were 44. I did. 46, well, 44, 46, 49. Okay, so you were there. I so Randy myself. Couture fights Vitor Belfort Vitor for the Belfort. light, light heavyweight championship, mm-hmm. and. Vitor throws a left hand, hooked, and the glove actually catches Randy's mm-hmm. eye and slices his eyelid right along where the eyelashes are at. Mm-hmm. And what did he do illegally? Nothing. Nothing. And that fight was 49 seconds long, mm-hmm. and that was because I let him actually, you know, Randy try to work his way through, but he kept it with his eye, yeah. you know, like he got poked. And I said, I remember. he didn't get poked. And so stop the, stop the fight, bring him to the doctor. The doctor goes, you can't let this go on, and we're, we're going to have a hard time sewing up this eye. That his, his eye's bad. Stop it. Vitor wins the championship. Yeah. What did he do that was illegal? Nothing. <clears throat> Nothing. You can't make stuff up. <clears throat> And when that hand, yeah. if that if the glove creates a problem, then you're going to have to say, okay, well, let me go back. And we did. I went back and looked at the glove and figured out, okay, we've got to have this glove made a different way. Yep, because they did. Used, used, exactly. It used to have the, the corners were sewn and pinched together. Sewn on the outside, we, and they, yeah. they hung out on the edges. Yeah, yep. a little edge on it, a little sharp point. So we rolled them from that, that point. This, you know, these things happen, but really – you look and you go, you know, someone this, asked me. I have on, a question, though. What's this we stuff? What's this we rolled them? What? <laughs> it's like John's well, in the in the factory making the gloves. <laughs> well, I was okay. The, the truth was the gloves yeah. were made by John Iwano. Yes. And they still John are, Iwano, aren't they? No. Century makes the UFC's gloves. Oh, they make the new? Okay. Oh, I didn't know But that. John Iwano and I were the ones that created the way that glove was. Yeah. I, would, I would give him things to do. He would make a glove. I would test it out, try the different things. And so I went back to him and said, hey, we, we got to do something. And, and rolling it was what we came up with, and he's mm-hmm. the one that made them. Ah. And so, yes, John Iwano was the glove. 
Oh, so you did have a little bit of take in this. I was like, oh, I did have a little is, bit. What's of take this wee stuff? Like you were in the factory. Well, I wasn't. I definitely was not the one doing the sewing. <laughs> no, I was like, I can see John in this factory in China in a sweatshop, yeah. just sewing it with his hands. Like, yeah. like what he you doing? know, it was. It, and people have no idea of you know how all that stuff took place because it was Lorenzo Fertitta came to me and said, you know, at the time we were using, um, they were called Boxer Genics. Mm-hmm. were the gloves and they were a neoprene yeah a i have a pair in my garage yeah, i have a pair yeah. and he said no we want we want a company to make and so i went to all the different companies i went to harbinger i went to century went to all these there was one person that was willing to make the glove the way we wanted to make it john awano wow and that's how john got the he got the contract off of it and so john and i were the ones who put the thing together he had you know different things at the time is no let's take this off let's do this and uh the glove Worth worked it. Wasn't but, the UFC trying to buy Awanu? Like the he wanted to buy they wanted to buy their name or they they ever want to buy the gloves? All kinds of things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, to, they, to eventually they just, it. you know went with Century because they got a lot of money and they got a shittier glove. <clears throat> yeah. It sucks <laughs> that they don't have it folded. But I just wanted to know because Herzog comes back, goes, Hey, I know that you're I know that He's trying legal. to make it fair. Yeah. He's trying to make it fair because he's saying, ah, you know, the guy, you, the glove touched his eye. The glove can touch his eye. Yeah. If there was nothing, you know, if, if think about this, you and I are fighting and I take, and luckily I'm on top, right? I mean, you wouldn't get out of like 30 seconds. I mean, you'd be tired, you'd be tired of chasing me around. <laughs> you'd be tired. <laughs> I, might be, I might be tired of chasing Cardiac me. arrest. <laughs> I, take, I take my hand and I'm on top and I put my hand on your face and mm-hmm. I, I push yeah. and we'll say the you know little part you know towards my you know palm of my hand rubs on your eye and my i'm not trying to rub it in i'm just pushing your face i can do that that's legal so you you can't create oh that's an eye poke it's not an eye poke yep there are things and there are other things you know people talk about well there's got to be you know taking the chin and digging the chin into the eye socket that's considered gouging of the eye Oh, so there are yes. other things, yes, because yeah, know I mean, well, you know, it's funny. We go back again, long ago. Mm-hmm. Mark Kerr is fighting a guy named Dan Bobbitt, and I had brought up, hey, what about putting chin, you know, someone's chin in the eye? Nah, let it be, it's fine. So Mark Kerr does it to Dan Bobbitt, right? And Dan Bobbitt, ah, he screams right, and they go, yeah, we we got to make that a rule. You can't do that. Oh, really? I fucking brought it to you and said, well, you know, hey, we shouldn't allow this. Sure. You know, they, all of a sudden, as soon as they looked at it, they go, "Oh, that was bad." Yeah. <clears throat> John, like, if most of you guys that don't know how you got my nickname, the Punk, was in training. I would stick my chin like in your ribs. I'd stick my chin in your eyeball socket. Uh, oh, I yeah. would, t- I would tickle you to get out of submissions. And if they were too tight, I'd stick my thumb in your ass. I'd little <laughs> that. I was, I was gonna win somehow, some way. Checking the why, oil. That's how I got called the Punk. I was. That's exactly how it was. I was like, just, "Fuck you, no!" I wasn't gonna lose. Little fuck! I was. I was. But I always wondered. So tickling is legal. Yeah. Because I, I would just, I'd start tickling people, going, yeah. coochie, anybody, coochie, anybody coochie. that, yeah, coochie, coochie. If yeah. I'm choking you, you can coochie, coochie all you want. I'll you would be choke you unconscious. You wouldn't be surprised how many people let go. It's fucking crazy. No, no. If I just tickled them, they didn't know what it was. As soon as you say coochie, 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 they freak out. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting tickled. It was almost like I didn't realize they were getting tickled that until you started saying coochie, coochie, coochie. It was, like, it was so stupid, man. But fuck, I had some good times making people just 
squeal. <laughs> they yeah. were squealing. It was great. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. We go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our merch. We've got hoodies. We've got sweater, sweatshirts. Sweatshirts? Sweatshirts. Shirts. Long sleeves, short sleeves. we got them all, baby. we got the new hats that are all out, new designs. Can't wait. We're going to try to get some more designs up there for you guys as well. And please enjoy it. WayneInMerch.com, the Wayne In product. Uh, John, take us away, bud. Hey, it was the first. The first show is over. Now it's a long year of fights. Thank God we've got them coming. We got them coming in bunches. So everyone out there, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the cold weather because it's cold everywhere. Enjoy the rain if you're in California. And we will see you.